Channel Attitude subscribers, we will be rolling out an upgrade to our site in the near future to improve site performance and your experience. So sometime within the next few weeks, you will receive an email requesting you to recreate your password for the upgraded site. To ensure this email doesn't go to your spam folder, please whitelist info at channelattitude.com. That's info at channelattitude.com. RSS feed URLs may change for some of you. If that happens, you can grab the new one in your dashboard when the upgrade goes live. Your feedback and suggestions have helped shape this upgrade, so keep those coming in the future. And again, the email is info at channelattitude.com to whitelist or add to your address book. Be on the lookout for that email over the next few weeks. This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. Welcome everybody to the breakdown of the Attitude Era. It is Monday, it is June 26, 2023. I am Vince Russo. And today we are going to break down Season 6, Episode 15. This took place April 13, 1998 in Philly. And I have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 pages of notes. And bro, if you want to compare that to when I review Raw now... I am not shitting you, bro. I am lucky if I have a page and a half of notes. I've got one, two, three, four, five full pages of notes. Um, this, bro, is a very, very, very significant episode of Raw. And this is one that I do fondly remember. You know, and I don't know, bro, does, does this fall under the category of hot shot booking, bro, for the wrestling marks? Because who would have thought, bro, one week into his title reign that Stone Cold Steve Austin would have been having a match with Vince McMahon. Who would have thought that? Who would have planned that out? Bro, that happened because back then, this show was written week to week. Uh, We went from pay-per-view to pay-per-view, and we organically let this show write itself. Nobody was hot-shotting anything. Um, I had the absolute confidence in my creative that I would be able to come up with a a best a better show next week and the week after that and after that etc 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 but um this is significant because there is a literal two-hour thread uh throughout this show so many important beats bro happened throughout this show Storyline after storyline after storyline after storyline, and we will get into that. 
But like I said, bro, this show was in Philly, and it starts off with Steve Austin coming out, and he is calling Vince McMahon out. He is hijacking the ring. He is hijacking the show, and he is not going anywhere until Vince comes out. Vince comes out with uh, Patterson and Briscoe, and I guess you would call a uh, a riot squad almost uh, two police officers in riot gear. Bro, I have to believe this is really the start of the Patterson-Briscoe uh, era. Uh, you know, in the past, bro, uh, Sergeant Slaughter was involved in that, and uh, the focus wasn't really on Patterson and, and Briscoe, um, but it is here. And throughout this show, they really go on to steal it. Uh, Vince McMahon gets in the ring, and Austin asks him who his next opponent is as WWE champion. And Vince says, I haven't made up my mind yet because it takes great deliberation, and you'll know soon. Austin gets very, very frustrated and basically throws out there to uh, Vince, it sounds to me like maybe you want to be the WWF champion. He tells Vince, you probably, when you got that new belt before you presented it to me, you probably put it on in your uh, pajamas and paraded around the house, uh, asked uh, Linda how you looked. Uh, You know what, bro? I got a great idea. Since you don't know who my next opponent is going to be, I'll tell you what. Tonight, how about Vince McMahon is my next opponent? Now, bro, I I have a little note here, bro. Would never have gone there today. No, bro, absolutely not. Absolutely not. it's, It's too... It's too complicated. It's too sophisticated. Uh, They don't know how to get out of shit like this. And that's why everything on today's Raw is so freaking straightforward. You would never, ever in a million years, bro, see this happen today. We get get into the uh, hard way and the easy way. Austin tells Vince the easy way is we could have a wrestling match. The hard way is you go back there and I'll beat your ass. Either way, bro, I'm beating your ass tonight. He tells Vince, I could beat you with one hand behind my back. And he gives Vince 30 minutes to make up his mind. There is your hook, bro. There is your hook. That's how you hook people, bro. Austin's giving him 30 minutes, yay or nay. Where you going, bro? You going to go watch Nitro? He tells uh, Vince, don't try to run because I beat the hell out of your limo driver and you got four flat ties. Bro, do you see how we cover all four bases? For that one person at home who's saying, why doesn't Austin just leave? Why doesn't he leave the building? That's why. Do you understand, bro, how we cover all our bases? From there, bro, we go to commercial. We come back to Vince, Patterson, and Briscoe uh, in Vince's office contemplating what Vince's decision is going to be on this um, 
on this uh, very special challenge, bro. From there, bro, DX Music and Entrance, we go from one hot thing to the next. And the DOA and the Los Bariquas have a chain match, and DX decides they're going to watch from the outside. This is a very interesting chain match, bro. Each members of Los Bariquas and uh, DOA have a chain, and it it is attached to the ring post. And the the chains are very, very, very long, bro. I'm not sure exactly how long they are. I I don't know if I've seen a match like this since. Um, But the wrestlers are chained to all four of the ring posts in in a chain that's got a lot of give. So in other words, you could use the chain as a weapon, but you're not running and you're not going anywhere. And of course, what happens, bro? Since there is nowhere for the wrestlers to go, DX attacks. Um, DX gets heat on um, DOA based on, again, what happened last week with the peeing on the motorcycles. Bro, everything moves forward. Everything moves forward. And I'll tell you what else moves forward, bro. A further attack on Chains. Remember I told you, bro, my, my friend Ronnie told me Chains is in the doghouse so now they're just beating the shit out of them. Um, as a matter of fact, bro, they cart chains off on a um, stretcher. I don't know if he comes back, man. Uh, we shall see. But uh, more heat on chains. And then DX turns around and they get heat on the Bariquas as well. What is this, bro? This is heat on DX. This is to establish heat on DX. And, man, I got to tell you, bro, back then, everybody just loved a good brawl, bro. Uh, when wrestlers started brawling, people loved that. And and we knew that. And that's why back then, bro, there was a lot more brawling uh, than there is today. <laughs> From there, bro, we go. Uh, this was this was brilliant. From there, bro, we go back to Vince uh, Briscoe and Patterson uh, in Vince's office, and now Shane walks in, and Shane is really trying to be the voice of reason, bro. Keep in mind, at this point, Shane didn't have a, a big role on television, man. Uh, this is uh, this is maybe one of Shane's very first appearances where he's got verbiage. Uh, and he's a part of the show. But uh, Shane attempts to uh, talk some sense into his dad, and Vince turns around and says to Shane, are you saying I can't take Austin? There it is right there, bro. There it is, bro, with Vince's massive, massive ego and his son trying to talk him out of the match. Uh, now Vince says to Shane, are you saying I can't take Austin? Um, from there, bro, we go to a shot of the light heavyweights in the ring. And Vince comes out. This was very interesting, bro. The verbiage here was very interesting. You got to remember, bro, this is 1998. So what are we, 25 years ago? 25 years ago, bro. Think about this. Vince basically says over 50 years, the WWE has been part of my heritage. 
my grandfather, my dad before me, and I am going to pass this on to my son and daughter and their children. No, you're not, bro. Uh, I guess that was the plan 25 years ago, but that did not happen because the WWE, as we know it, is no longer Vince McMahon's to pass down to anybody, bro. But this was very interesting, bro, because keep in mind, you know, Shane uh, really isn't an on-screen character yet. Stephanie is nowhere near this product. There is no Stephanie and Triple H at this point. Uh, As a matter of fact, bro, think about that, man. I don't think Shane has any kids at this point. Stephanie isn't married to Triple H at this point, and Vince is already talking about handing down the reins of the company to their children. So what do they have now? I think I think Shane's got three boys and Stephanie's got three girls. I think uh, none of them are getting this company, bro. I found that very very interesting, bro. That is some insight into that was not the plan. Um, but Vince says. Um, I've got to live up to my honor and my um, integrity. And sometimes a man's got to do what a man's got to do. Am I going to fight Stone Cold Steve Austin tonight? Oh, hell yeah. Bro, this, this right here is where, when, why, and how uh, we started stealing some viewers from Nitro. JR cannot believe what he's hearing. He's going to make sure that that doesn't happen. We, um, JR takes off his headsets and heads towards the back. Again, bro, all organic. All organic, bro. Constantly asking myself, if this were real, how would this go down? From there, we have a blackout, bro. Remember, man, we've got the uh, the light heavyweights in the ring. We assume it's Kane, but it is not Kane. It is the Undertaker. Taker winds up laying out everybody in the ring. I think Brian Christopher got out of Dodge, but he does wind up choke slamming Scott Taylor, who, of course, uh, turns out to be Scotty Too Hottie. He then tombstones him, and then Taker calls out Kane. So, bro, do you see what we did at the beginning of the show? Austin versus McMahon to DX and now to the Undertaker and Kane uh, story. Uh, we have Kevin Kelly, um, and uh, he confirms that Vince is indeed going out with this match today. We are going to try to get a comment from Stone Cold Steve Austin. From there, we got Double J in Tennessee Lee. This is where we were dropping the pamphlets from the ceiling, uh, promoting the pay-per-view with uh, Double J and uh, Sawyer Brown. I-, I told you, bro, every week was a different Double J gimmick. What were we going to do or what was I going to do uh, visually every week with Double J? Uh, the visual here was cool, bro. Dropping 10,000 pamphlets from the ceiling. They're falling during the match. They're littering the ring during the match. Uh, this, the, the visual of this was cool. 
Um, but now we have Taka Michinoko against Double J. Uh, Steve Blackman, we interview him in the back. And then, bro, Club uh, Kamikaze. That's what they're referring to Kai and Tai at this point. Um, and I wonder if that was done, you know, to be political correct. I don't know, bro. I didn't even realize that they were calling them Club Kamikaze at the beginning, but they absolutely were. Kai and Tai hits the ring, and that aids Double Jeff, uh, Double Jeff, that aids Double J in going over. From there, bro, we go to Austin, uh, who is a little surprised uh, Vince McMahon is going to have this match with him. Then we go to a classic, classic shot, bro, of uh, Patterson and Briscoe <laughs> trying to uh, teach Vince what to do if Austin attempts to hit him with the stunner. Um, classic, bro. This is I, I remember filming this, bro. I, I remember being there. Uh, and I remember this being absolutely phenomenal. This is really, like I said, man, a lot happens in this show. But this is clearly the coming out party of Patterson and Briscoe. From there, bro, Farouk comes out. And uh, JR is telling us, bro, well, not, uh, I don't think, uh, I don't think we saw JR yet. I think we see him in a little while. Or we may have saw, seen him already. Uh, but we do see JR go back there and confront Vince. But anyway, Farouk comes out. The announcers are telling us Austin and Vince can happen at any time. Don't go anywhere. So why is Farouk out there, bro? He's there to address The Rock. Look at this show, bro. Let me, let, let's look at it again. Austin McMahon, DX, Taker Kane, and now The Rock. And, bro, keep in mind, these guys were not over the way they were over by the end of all of this. This is how you get people over. Farouk calls Rocky out. Rocky comes out with the nation. Bro, I think Rock may have coined a couple of catchphrases here. He uh, he says uh, to Farouk, uh, you know, you're going to smell what The Rock is going to cook tonight, which later turned into, do you smell what The Rock is cooking? And then he says, I'm going to lay the smack down on you. Uh, I th This may have been the first time, bro, that uh, Rock used both of those catchphrases, if you smell what The Rock is cooking and I'm going to lay the smack down on you, because as I'm reviewing these shows, I don't recall Rock using those before. And, and again, bro, I want to make perfectly clear, I did not write those for Rock. Uh, Rock came up with those on his own. I just, I like to give credit where credit is due. Uh, bro, from behind, Shamrock and Blackman come out to show their solidarity with Farouk. And again, bro, this leads into one big brawl between the Nation and Rock, Blackman, Shamrock, and Farouk. Um, from there, bro, we go to Terry Funk. Terry Funk cuts a promo, talks about how Cactus quit. He says he's not a quitter. He's got a new partner. Uh, and his new partner has funk, and it's flash, flash funk. Now, bro, you got to understand, we're in Philly, and Two Cold Scorpio was working with ECW, and he was over huge 
as Two Cold Scorpio. So JR keeps dropping Two Cold Scorpio references. This was one of those hometown things, bro. This was never going to get over. I mean, I'm looking at this and I'm like, bro, this is never going to get over. We're going to bring Funk out. Uh, Flash Funk out is Terry P- Funk's partner because we're in Philly. Um, you know, and it, this just is not going to get over. I understand, bro, all the reasons why we're doing it. This is not going to get over. Um, they have a match with the Quebecers and Terry Funk and Flash Funk to Cold Scorpio go over. Bro, it keeps going. It keeps going. The momentum keeps going. Here comes Luna. And Luna wants Sable tonight, and she says, I've got PMS uh, and the flow of my adrenaline. I know I'm writing this stuff, bro. Uh, there's no question in my mind. But, look, 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 bro, look at where we've gone, please. Vince Austin, DX, Taker, Rock, Sable. This is how these people got over. I hope you are understanding what Vince is cooking here. This is how these people got over. Um, She calls out Sable. Goldust comes dressed out as Sable. Goldust is hilarious here. Uh, JR had a line that popped me where he said, that dress wouldn't even fit Aunt B, uh, God rest her soul, of uh, Andy Griffin fame. From there, bro, Sable hits the ring. More brawling. And JR is screaming, somebody's going to be stripped down to their bra and panties at the pay-per-view. That's where bra and panties started, guys. I'm telling you, man. That's where it started. Uh, JR was selling it that way, and, 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 and I'm not saying that was a bad thing. Because, bro, at this point, you know, we got the cool crowd watching this show. At this point, bro, you got those, you know, 16, 18, 20, 24, 30 dorm rooms, college campuses. You got the cool kids watching this show. There's no neck beers out there, bro. And JR is painting this picture of Sable being stripped down to a brown panties. That's what JR is selling here. From there, bro, we show a shot of Austin uh, getting ready. And Lawler brings up, uh, he has not seen anything like this since uh, Andy Kaufman, uh, which I thought was a phenomenal, phenomenal reference. You guys know I am a huge uh, Andy Kaufman mark. From there, bro, we go to Blackman and Shamrock against the Midnight Express. And Severn comes out and has a little bit of a stare down with Ken Shamrock. So you can see, bro, at the time, this is where we had planned on going. If we had not planned on going here, bro, we were never, ever, ever going to tease this. Um, but we have a stare down between Severn and Shamrock. And then we have a match uh, which gets thrown out in a double disqualification because nobody's respecting the rules of the match and the authority of the referee, so the referee just throws the match out. Bro, do you ever see that today? When's the last time you saw a referee say, F it, bro, you know, you guys want to go into business for yourself, you don't want any rules and regulations, no problem, bro, I'll just throw the match out. 
that's what happened here. From there, bro, we go back to uh, Patterson and Briscoe, and, uh, you know, they are psyching up Vince McMahon. They are actually trying to convince Vince that he can beat Austin. From there, we go to Kevin Kevin Cully and Vince McMahon. And Kevin Kelly asked Vince McMahon if he's afraid, and this, bro, was typical. Bro, if you if you want to sum up to anybody, if, if, if for whatever reason, nobody knows who Vince McMahon is, nobody ever heard of Vince McMahon, and you're, you're watching this show with somebody, and they say, you know, who is this Vince McMahon? This is the clip you want to show them. Because Vince turns to Kevin Kelly and says, am I afraid? I've proven I wasn't afraid of the U.S. government. Uh, and I've proven I wasn't afraid of Ted Turner and TNT and TBS. Uh, so, no, bro, I am not afraid of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, man, Vince always loved puffing his chest out about the U.S. government and the steroid trial that came down in like 1995 and Vince McMahon got off. Um, but, uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is vintage Vince McMahon from there, bro. We got a, we got a blackout again and we got the uh, headbangers in the ring. We think it's Kane, but it's not. It's Taker, and Taker has somehow commandeered this show until his brother Kane comes out. Taker lays out the headbangers, calls out Kane. Uh, Kane comes out to the stage with Paul Barra, who refers to him as rigor mortis, which which popped me a little bit. And uh, Paul Barra says to to um. To take you on your brother, bro. You want to face your brother. You got him next week, bro, but not here. Not in an arena. Not in a wrestling ring. We're going to do it right on the grave sites of your parents. You are going to fight your brother right on their damn grave. So again, bro, there's a huge hook for next week. There's going to be a showdown in a graveyard between Taker and Kane. From there, bro, we go to everybody's favorite, Val Venus, uh, which, again, what do I tell you guys? How do you get somebody over? They're on television every single week. We've played these vignettes every single week. And now Val is watching his latest movie, Lust in Space. And then he says, I have a rocket in my pocket um, that will... That will rise to new and exciting heights when I come to the WWE. Now, where does Rocket in my pocket come from, bro? You know, I'm a Kiss fan. Put your hand in my pocket and grab onto my Rocket. It feels so good to see you, Lucille. Baby, want to know, do you want to blow? How you going to make me feel? I said, go, baby. You make me feel, uh-uh, uh-uh, yeah. That's where Rocket in My Pocket came from. Take me, rock and roll over. So he says, I have a rocket in my pocket that will be every woman, that will take every woman to new and exciting heights. 
Um, ladies, when I explode inside the WWE, uh, let's just say that Val Venus will give it its all. Will give it its all inch by inch. Oh my God, bro! <laughs> they they would be so afraid of these lines in this day and age. They would be pissing themselves. Uh, I found it hysterical then, and I find it ex- hysterical now. From there, bro, we have DX out uh, because Owen is supposed to wrestle a member of DX. Uh, they all cut a little bit of a promo, and Billy Gunn winds up being his opponent. What was interesting here, bro, is um, DX is on color, and uh, Triple H really starts insulting Sonny, uh, which was very, very, very interesting. Because remember, bro, Sonny and Sean had a thing. Uh, now Sean's home, so you got to wonder... Is there really some heat with Sean since uh, Triple H took over DX? I know it's storyline, bro, but you know you gotta you gotta keep in mind this was Sean's baby. To the fact, bro, that now Triple H is cutting promos on Sonny. Uh, LOD and Sonny come out um, because you know they still got heat with DX, and that enables Owen to beat Billy Gunn by wrapping him up in a small package. From there, bro, here it is, man. It is about to go down. Vince is on his way to the ring. Uh, We come back. Vince is in the ring. Here comes Shane. One last effort trying to talk his old man out of it. Um, Vince is punching Jerry Briscoe's hands, like the trainer, bro, like, uh, you know, uh, Rocky and Mick, bro, except, uh, Jerry doesn't have the, the mitts on, bro. He's, Vince is clocking his bare hands, which had a stink, bro, which had a stink. Uh, so he's punching Jerry's hands. Here comes Austin. Uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of theatrics here, bro. A lot of drama here. Uh, the the facials on Vince are incredible. The facials of Austin are incredible. Uh, Vince is really, you know, starting to get serious. Really starting to uh, hype himself up. Austin is still all right, bro, like you really want to you really want to go through with this. This is uh, unbelievable. But then Vince reminds Austin, you said you can beat me with one arm tied behind your back. There it is, bro. That's why Austin said that line in the opening segment. Nothing is 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 wasted, bro. Uh, that's why he planted that line. So now. They're going to uh they're going to uh tie one arm behind Austin's <laughs> uh back and Vince is saying to Austin, come on, hot shot, come on, hot shot. And bro, you could tell Austin is trying so hard not to laugh. And and I think I think down the road, uh Austin throws that hot shot back into Vince's face. Uh, but the hot shot, hot shot popped me, bro. So the fans are going nuts. 
and they're chanting for Austin, kick his ass, kick his ass. Bro, this brings down uh, 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 wait, hold on. Uh, uh, Briscoe or Patterson, one of the two, put a mouthpiece in Vince's mouth. Fans are going nuts, bro. We're going to have Austin McMahon. Or are we interrupted by Dude Loves Music and Entrance? What is he doing here, bro? Remember last week, Mick Foley said you will never see Cactus Jack again. He didn't say anything about Dude Love. Uh, Vince is not happy. He doesn't know what dude's being here. He pushes Dude. And now uh, Dude puts the mandible claw on Austin. So this is a Mick Foley dude love heel turn. Uh, Is Vince and dude in some kind of cahoots? We don't know. Uh, Dude is getting heat on Austin. And as we go off the air, Austin is laid out by dude love slash Mick Foley. Bro, that's a cliffhanger. Do you understand there's no period at the end of that sentence? What that does, bro, is it it brings up questions. What the hell? Why is dude love involved in all this? Uh, is, Is Vince McMahon involved in this in any way, shape, or form? Did Vince get to Mick after the match was made? We don't know, bro. We got to tune in next week to find out. But, bro, this was a great show, a very, very significant show. So many big players being made. So many freaking storylines, bro. Like the, the, the new DX, Vincent McMahon, you know, brother versus brother, Undertaker Kane. Rock now has replaced uh, Farouk as the leader. You know, you got Sable with, uh, you know, Mero getting jealous of Say. I I mean, bro, it's one thing on top of the next, man. And to me, this, this is what's missing, man. This is what the fans are longing for. I am curious, bro, myself to see how next week plays out with Vince, Austin, and Dude Love. I will see you guys in two weeks, man. We will see how this unfolds. I don't remember. A lot of this stuff, man, I feel like I'm watching it for the first time. And I'm glad I'm watching it with you, bro. Guys, I'll see you all next week, man.